Welcome to the Watoto Church Podcast. Prepare your heart as we explore scripture and delve into the Word of God. Happy Easter! Yes, Jesus is risen. He is alive. He defeated death once for all. And that's why we celebrate on this special day. Now, uh, ready for God's word, there's a verse that has been in my heart that I really want to launch out from and share from it. But uh, uh, before I dive into it, I also want to reiterate a happy anniversary message to all of you, a total church family. Uh, thank you for being faithful. God has been absolutely faithful through the years, and there's more that he wants to do. Now, uh, during such seasons, we always like to exchange messages and share with each other messages, wishing each other a happy Easter. I realized that in my phone, and it probably is the same for your phone, when you put in Easter, what shows up as a symbol for Easter is an egg or a bunny, a rabbit, you know. And so somehow Easter has been uh, so lightened to the fact that it's now about Easter eggs or Easter bunnies. But today I want to remind us that Easter is not about chocolate eggs or the bunnies that we always see around Easter actually is about the cross of Jesus and his resurrection on this day that we celebrate. So the greatest symbol for Easter should be the cross and the empty tomb. And over the years, this message is trying to be sidelined. But I'm here to tell you today that the message of Easter is the message of the cross of Jesus Christ. Without the cross, there would never be a resurrection. And so here's the verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 18. And this is Paul who was saying it with such confidence and it's the one I want to reemphasize on such a day as this. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. The message of the cross is foolishness for those who are perishing. And so they trivialize it into simple things like eggs and rabbits. But for us, it is the power of God. And when you continue reading that text, it just shows how God used something that has been despised to destroy the wisdom of the world. Using a cross that was looked at as the highest form of punishment for the worst kind of criminals. God turns it around and uses it for our salvation. For our salvation. 
The message of the cross is actually the message of the gospel. It is the message of what I, I would call the greatest disruption in human history. Now today we like talking about uh, uh, technological inventions that disrupt people starting businesses that will cause a disruption in the whole entire business world. Well, the cross was such a glorious divine disruption. Why? There was an old way in which people related with God. All of that was disrupted by the cross and a new way was released to humanity. You see, Satan had taken advantage of human beings and held us as slaves of sin. But the cross disrupted Satan's plans. And here we are. We can now live a righteous life. The message of the cross is foolishness for those who were perishing. But for those of us who have been saved and are being saved, it is the power of God. Let me just highlight three things that I would like us to draw attention to that I really believe will set some of us free today. If you have ever struggled with whether you as an individual can actually approach God and be in his very presence and pray to him. If you have struggled with issues of self-esteem and worth, you've struggled with fears of evil spirits or demons and witchcraft, if you have somehow uh, right now submitted your life to the circumstances you're going through and you don't see any form of hope, today I want to assure you that this message of the cross is going to change everything that has been holding you back. If you have been buried in defeat and guilt and shame today, not only are we going to celebrate the resurrection of our king, but we are going to celebrate your resurrection out of all those things that have held you back. Why? Because of the cross. That message of the cross. Number one, the cross speaks about access to God for all. Not just a few. You see, when Jesus died on the cross, in Mark and the other portions of the gospel, verse 37 says this, with a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. But something happened in the temple. Verse 38 says, the curtain of the temple was torn from top to bottom. To show you that it is God himself who tore the temple curtain from top to bottom. Human beings would have torn it from down up, but God did it. Why? So that you and I can access God anytime, anywhere. Why is this so important? In the Old Testament, God gave instructions to Moses first to build a tabernacle. 
and then to David to move it from being a tent and make it a permanent structure, temple, magnificent building. And God gave different parts of the temple to be built. There was a part that was reserved for the presence of God on earth. It was called the Holy of Holies. And there was a curtain that separated that part from the rest of the temple. And whenever you wanted to approach God, you would go to the temple and bring sacrifices. There were priests who uh, made sure they received your sacrifice and then offered it to God for your sins and for the family. But once a year, the high priest would offer a sacrifice on behalf of the nation and on his own behalf. And only once a year could the high priest enter the Holy of Holies. That's why it was separated. It was so holy that not anybody just came. In fact, when the high priest was going to go into the Holy of Holies, he had a bell that would be tied to him. And they would tie him with a rope. Because if he carried any form of sin, he could not stay alive in the presence of God. So the bell would indicate to those who are outside that the priest is alive, he has survived. And you could hear the bell while he was going around praying. The moment they stopped hearing the bell, they knew he didn't make it. And they would pull him out. And so the Holy of Holies was reserved just for the high priest. And you could, he could only go once a year. But at the cross, when Jesus breathed his last, God said, access is not reserved to only one man. Access is now for everyone. And we can come into the presence of God and pray and make our needs known to him. Today, we struggle with people that have tried to monopolize the presence of God. And access to God. They come with different titles. Prophet. Uh, apostle. And they ask you to pay them. So they can go to God on your behalf. Enough is enough of those lies. Because of the cross. You can access God. Listen to me dad. You can access God directly on behalf of your family. You can pray for your kids. Businessman, you don't need me to come and pray for your business. I'll be happy to do that. But I can't be everywhere. There is one who is everywhere and has given you access. You can pray for your business. Young man, young lady in school, you can sit in an exam and right in that moment, you can access God and ask him to help you in your exams. Because we have been granted access through the cross. That's why this message is power for us who are saved. Secondly, we cannot talk about the cross of Jesus without talking about his blood. At the cross, Jesus bled. And my friends, there is power in the blood of Jesus. There is power in 
the blood. I know some people uh, get a little bit jittery about this message of the blood of Jesus. But I got to tell you, yes, it is foolishness for those who are perishing. But for us who have been saved, we recognize the power of his blood. You see, the blood of Jesus redeems us. Ephesians 1.7 says, in him we have redemption through his blood. And even the forgiveness of sins comes through his blood. That's why there's power in his blood. Redemption means we've been bought back. We were slaves to sin. We became slaves to Satan because of one man's sin, Adam. And the only way we would be set free was by being bought back from that slavery. The price tag for our purchase is the blood of Jesus. The blood of of Je- you were bought by the precious blood. Your value is not in the amount of assets you have or what is in your bank account. Your value is beyond that. Your value is the value of the blood of the precious Son of God. You were blood bought. One time, a pastor was telling a story. He began this church and in the U.S. And by the grace of God, this church began to attract the who is who in community. So celebrities and different people began to come to this church. And so he began to notice that his younger pastoral team was paying attention only to who is who. The ones who seem to have much. And he was wondering, how do I help my pastors recognize that everybody is valuable? So one day, he had a meeting with his pastors. And he made his way uh, to the office. And when he got uh, to, to the office, uh, uh, he found a poor old lady who was seated waiting for somebody to help. And so he greeted her, hi, mom, have you been helped yet? She said, no, and I need some help. I just want to talk to somebody because of what I'm going through. And so he says, mom, I'm so sorry. We are going to make sure we have somebody to talk to you. Uh, Just give me a minute. He entered uh, the pastor's meeting, and the guys were there. They were having coffee, waiting for the pastor's meeting. And then he said to them, hey, guys, you may have noticed that as you are coming in, there's a a little old lady who was out there um, um, and needed somebody to talk to. Uh, oh, yes, we saw her. We thought we'd pay attention to her after the meeting. And so he said, now, hey, guys, here's what we're going to do. We will start the meeting a little later because I, I, I think we need to pay attention to her. And I would like you to spend time, just talk to her. She doesn't look good right now outside there. But when we are done talking, I'm going to come and tell you what she's worth. Immediately in their minds, they were like, oh, that means she's really 
a millionaire, but she's going through stuff. The pastors went and they welcomed her. They gave her coffee. They said, how can we help you? They, they treated her so good, gave her their business cards. Anytime you have a problem, anytime you have a problem, please call us. She got treated VIP. After the senior pastor came and said, oh, how did it go? Oh, pastor, we talked to her. We even let her know she can call us anytime. And they went through all of that. And then the big question came. So, pastor, how much is she worth? He turned to them and he said, she's worth the blood of Jesus. (laughs) Worth the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus places value on us. Ask the message of the cross. So never again should you walk around with a low self-esteem when you're a child of God. You are bought at a price. You're bought at a price. The blood of Jesus. I mean, we can talk about some of us struggle with guilt and shame. What is guilt? What is shame? It's the consciousness that I've done something that is wrong and this voice keeps speaking to us. And it is inside of us. I've got good news for you. The blood of Jesus has the power to cleanse our consciousness so that the guilt and shame that we carry will be removed. Through the blood of Jesus. Hebrews uh, chapter 9 says this. Verse 13 to 14. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer. Sprinkled on those who are, unceremonial, who are ceremonially unclean. It only sanctifies them so that they are outwardly clean. How much more then will the blood of Christ. Who through the eternal spirit offered himself and blemished to God. Cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death. So that we may serve the living God. That's the power of the blood of Jesus. It not only deals with the outside. You know man deals with the outside. We have an issue going on in the city right now. Here in Uganda. Uh, with the whole corruption and the one that is in the spotlight is the theft of iron sheets that were meant for the poor in Karamoja. Now, there's going to be commissions. There might even be consequences of those who are culprits. But none of those consequences can cleanse their conscience. People will go in jail and out and remain the same kinds of evil people. The only thing that can cleanse our conscience fully and remove the guilt and shame and make us a new person is the blood of Jesus. That's the power of the cross. You see, my friends, because of the cross, there are some things which should never cross into the rest of your life. The cross says enough. No more guilt. No more shame. No more evil desire. 
the cross speaks of the blood. That's powerful. I mean, the blood of Jesus heals. Let me talk about one more. And then I'll go to the last one. I have found that people can be courageous to face anything in life until it becomes spiritual. The moment they realize there's a witch doctor involved, my goodness, they feel defeated. I think it was last year or a year ago, our roads authority was building a very beautiful road. And according to all the engineering, the road needed to pass through a certain spot, but there was one problem. There was a tree that was being worshipped. And so they came and said, you know, the road is going to pass here. We have to remove the tree. The witches told the people who came that make no mistake and touch that tree. Because if you remove that tree, something bad is going to happen. Even the authority that had earth-moving equipment feared. When you get a demonic attack, you can call 999. They are there to protect and serve. They can protect you from thieves, but not from demons. Today, I want to assure you, because of the blood of Jesus, you can be bold that no power over hell, not even a scheme of man, can try to hinder you from progress. The blood of Jesus is powerful. In the Old Testament, the children of Israel were in bondage. And so it was time for them to be set free. And God allowed ten plagues to happen. One, two, three, four, five. Pharaoh hardened his heart. But on the tenth one, God told the children of Israel, get a lamb, okay? Sacrifice this lamb. Apply the blood on the doorposts of your house. At night, the angel of death is going to come. And when he sees the blood, he will pass over. When he sees the blood, he will pass over. Why? Because that was the physical picture of something spiritual that was going to come. Jesus was the perfect lamb of God who shed his blood on the cross. If you believe in him, the angel of death is going to come. See the blood. Passover. See the blood. Passover. See the blood. Passover. Because the blood is powerful. Here's what Hebrews says. About that experience in the Old Testament, by faith Moses left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He had seen what God had done through the blood of the lamb. And he wasn't afraid. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith he kept the Passover and the application of the blood. 
so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. There is power in the blood of Jesus to protect us. Cover your families with the blood. Cover your kids with the blood. Cover your businesses with the blood. I know that some of us are in a business environment where people are doing all kinds of witchcraft to attract customers. Cover your business with the blood and God will protect it. God will. There's power in the blood. No wonder in the book of Revelation, in chapter 12, it says when Satan was hurled to the earth, the way we overcame him, Revelation 12 verse 11 says, we triumph over him by the blood of the Lamb. That's how we defeat the evil one. The message of the cross speaks about the power of the blood of Jesus. And finally, the message of the cross is the message of eternal hope. You see, Jesus died publicly on the cross. Everyone saw who was there, that he was hung on a cross and that he died on the cross. And somebody came and asked for his body to be buried. So that, you see, you cannot have resurrection without death. And today there are people who say that Jesus didn't really die. He was unconscious. Because the message of the cross is foolishness to them. But for us who are being saved, we know that he died on that cross. We know he breathed his last. And he said, it is finished. The price was paid, but something new was beginning. He defeated Satan, and on day three, even with all the efforts of the guards who are protecting the tomb and the seal that was placed there, they were busy saying, we are going to make his death one that can never ever for anything somehow be changed. Because Jesus had said, I'll rise from the dead. These guys said, we are going to do everything to make sure you don't rise from the dead. I've got good news for you. Not the soldiers, not the stone, not the seal could hold him away. His resurrection power came and all that was rolled away. Listen, we have hope. You may feel like you're buried under the circumstances you're going through right now and feel like you can't breathe anymore. I've got good news for you because he's out of the tomb because he's risen. You too will rise. That's the hope we have in Ephesians chapter 1. Here was Paul's prayer. He said in verse 18, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. We have eternal hope. The riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power, my friends, it is the same as the mighty strength 
He exalted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. In other words, this is our hope. The power that raised Jesus from the grave does not need any political permission to operate in your life. Does not need the UN or somebody somewhere to say, okay, now let this power operate. All it requires is faith in the finished work of the cross and that power will be available to take you out of any situation. That is hope now. Hope future is this. One day, this same Jesus who died and rose from the grave, he ascended into heaven. He seated at the right hand of the Father. One day he's coming back again and he's going to take us to be with him. We are going to rule and reign with him forever. That will be our final victory and we shall once again spend eternity with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. My friends, that is the message of the cross. That message is foolishness to those who are perishing. But for us who are being saved, it is the power of God. We thank God for the cross. Would you stand to your feet right now? I know as I've been sharing, there's probably an area or two. It might be the struggle that you can access God anytime, anywhere. You have been deceived that you don't qualify. The cross says you qualify. Maybe you have been struggling with esteem issues and value issues. You are blood bought. Reflect on the cross. Maybe you are here today and you've been oppressed by the evil one. Enough is enough. The blood of Jesus protects and gives you power over the evil one. Maybe you feel like there's no more hope in your life. May the cross and the resurrection resurrect hope in your life. Let's bow our heads right now. I'd like you to reflect on the cross of Jesus. Reflect on your life. Thank you for listening. We hope this encourages you to step into the new. Tune in next time as we delve into the Word of God. For comments and feedback or counseling, write to connect at watotochurch.com. Hey, hey,